Mr. President, in one of your Mother's Day tweets, you appear to accuse President Obama of the biggest political crime in American history by yeah. far. Those were your words. What crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of committing, and do you believe the Justice Department should prosecute him? Uh, Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected. And it's a disgrace that it happened. And if you look at what's gone on, and if you look at now all of this information that's being released, and from what I understand, that's only the beginning. Uh, some terrible things happened, and it should never be allowed to happen in our country again. And you'll be seeing what's going on over the next — over the coming weeks. But I, And I wish you'd write honestly about it, but unfortunately, you choose not to do so. Yeah, John, please. I'm, what is the crime, exactly, that uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody. All you have to do is read the newspapers, except yours. Uh, John, please. Okay, welcome back. Uh, this is your Juno Beach for Tuesday, uh, midweek. Uh, if we miss anything, we apologize. This is our second time uh, recording the opening of this episode because the first time did not go well. Um, Having some technical difficulties unrelated to my brand new podcasting mic. Um, use code Juno for 20% off the Audio Technica AT2020 USB. It's don't do that. Just kidding. Yeah. That's not a real promo code, and I'm pretty sure the mic itself isn't being made anymore. So, Well, there's anyway. that. Well, but also, I mean, I don't think anyone would really be sponsoring us. Oh, this no, this, this is the plus. So, uh, yeah, code Juno, 20% off, mm. AT2020 plus USB. Right, 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 right. Because us with our 20 listeners are getting, you know. We're, we're, getting, some, we're getting some good equipment here. Yeah, we're, we're getting sponsors. Um, code... Uh, Biden brain uh, for fifty percent off uh, any uh, memory pills at your local pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, you go into your local shoppers for your dementia medication. You use code Biden brain. They 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 waive the five dollars. Mm -hmm. If you're in the U.S., you get a, a fifteen dollar tax off the uh, twelve hundred dollar per bottle. Twelve hundred dollar per pill medication. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. Yeah, this is episode eight. Uh, as we said last time, which you wouldn't know, we've gotten further than any other podcast. Many other podcasts have gotten. Um, so we're plan to keep going because we have nothing else to do. Um, yeah, I mean, they've just extended the state of emergency to June second in Ontario. In Ontario, at least. But the thing is, like, you know, Doug Ford is moving to try and reopen the economy, which. I'm just grateful that here in Canada, you know, the people we think of as ghouls still, like, kind of value human life. Yeah. It's not like, a, yeah, 4% of you are going to die because people, because our economy is a service economy and we yeah. need people to be fed into the meat grinder of service. Yeah. We need. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Doug Ford. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll that's number that four later, on the docket. I'm just grateful to live in Canada where... You know, we're not completely people are insane. actually taking this seriously, and yeah. the existence of the virus isn't a political opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, first big news uh, since last Tuesday uh, is that um, not officially, but uh, Howie Hawkins uh, is widely considered to have uh, won the Green Party primary, the American Green Party primary, uh, to be their presidential nominee. Uh, for for 2020, uh, he's picked a running mate uh, and everything. So, for those of you 33% who are Canadian or if you're American and you just don't know, uh, Howie Hawkins is a longtime Green politician and leftist figure. Uh, he is an ex-Marine. He fought in Vietnam. Uh, Actually fought? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he got drafted and he fought mm -hmm. in Vietnam. Um... And after Although that, if he actually got drafted, when you know clearly that's not very presidential of him. Mm, that's true. That's true. Well, because I came to this realization the other day that the president's fucking orange. Dude, are you serious? He's he's a Cheeto. Dude, he's orange. Dude, wait, he 
Dude, he's like a Cheeto. He's like those. He's like those little 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 cheese things. Blumph is a is a Cheeto, and well, because he dodged the draft, and all the other is presidents. This is like a low key way of calling me a lib for making fun of the fact that he was draft dodging. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's was, like that was harped on at the exact same time that the Blumph thing was harped on, by like. All those, all those network John comedians who, Cox. yeah, the network comedians who got less funny thanks to Obama, you know, you know, they were great during Bush because they never ran out of things to make fun of. Mm -hmm. But it, it just so turned out that when Trump took office, they didn't really have a, they were out of practice, you know. Well, but they also, you know what it is. You know what it is. I think all of these liberal late night TV hosts, I'll give, I'll give Trevor Noah a pass. Because I think he's actually kind of funny, but like John yeah, Oliver, and and all these people, the problem is, is that Donald Trump is funnier than them, and he's wittier than them, <laughs> and there's just they just can't they can't beat that. By the way, if you're listening for the first time uh, and you don't know anything about us, this sounds a lot like we're supporting Trump. We're not at all. Yeah, we're not Trump. Trump supporters. No, we're like Marxists. Anyways, um. Well, ma fuck it, mask. <laughs> yeah, no, we're uh, we're we're uh, social so democrats. So we're, yeah, we're, we're social, social democrats. democrats who support a peaceful transition to a half socialist economy, whatever that yeah. is. A public option. Yeah, healthcare for all those who want it. Socialism for those who want it. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm feeling a little sick. <laughs> we yeah. need to stop this. <laughs> Been in quarantine for two months, still just got COVID from that. Um, yeah. Anyways, so Hawkins won. He's an ex-Marine um, and a founder, actually, of the Green Party. Um, so he is a, a working class people who's been a warehouse worker uh, for a long time. And he's a high up in the Teamsters Union. Uh, if you recognize that name, that's because the Teamsters Union was the one that was run by Jimmy Hoffa. Um, but... Don't let that deceive you. Uh, they are one of the uh, largest uh, and most effective uh, unions uh, in America and Canada, um, and one of the the strongest groupings of, of working class people in solidarity uh, with each other. I have his I have his his or his Wikipedia page up, and I just remembered how his Twitter account got suspended. Who's Howie? It got suspended? Due to a violation of the site's impersonation policy. Well, what did he do? They must have mistakenly suspended him impersonating himself. L. It says here on April 20th, 2020, Twitter restored the presidential campaign account of Howie Hawkins. Wow. So. That's just rude. Yeah, that, that's just kind of disrespectful to the man. Yeah, I mean, the guy that fought in Vietnam. been a unionist all his life. Put some respect on his name, you fucking California Silicon Valley ghouls. I know, people anyway. keep talking about how Jack Dorsey donated a third of his wealth to COVID, and it's like... That, you know what? Cool. I, I mean, cool. Cool and good. Cool and good. Still don't really care. Give me the other two-thirds. <laughs> yeah, give me the other two billion. Um, <laughs> well, well, no, we'll, we'll let him keep. Like, I mean, he did invent... A really influential po like pro product, right? Yeah. So maybe we'll let him keep what. Like... Only under cap. Only under capitalism can you reply to literally anyone on the internet with a picture of a pig pooping on its own balls. Like Twitter, capitalism has brought us that ability, and honestly, it's making me question my ideals as a Marxist. Yeah, I've never used it. I don't plan on using it because it makes me incredibly uncomfortable just to see that image. It's my it's my constitutional right. Oh, it to, is. It's uh, absolutely your. It's your it's your Second Amendment right to do that. Yeah, that's the Canadian Second Amendment to the Constitution is the ability to post that specific image. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, moving on from that unpleasantry. Um. So uh, yeah, Howie Hawkins. He's on Twitter. Follow him. Um. So Green Party uh, in America, obviously. Um, uh, they are the cooler version of the Canadian Green Party um, because the Canadian I mean, the Green Party are just like we already have sort of like a, a liberal alternative party in the form of the NDP yeah so the fact that we also have a Green Party that's like the liberal alternative liberal alternative
conservative, but they also don't like nuclear energy and just kind of are actually more, as much as I hate this phrase, socially conservative. Oh, they're reactionaries. The yeah. No, I mean, the thing like, with... It's the... just, they're, they're pretty much like masking as a, a more left party because of their environmental policies. But in reality, I mean, they're not quite to the Conservative Party of Canada's or Ontario's level of like repealing sex ed stuff like that but it's they're a bit weird no they're all granolas like they're they're bc granola reactionaries um which is like a really like can you imagine them like storming a a, a legislative building with like i don't know what weapons do they have in vancouver well it'll be like, like pink, it'll be pink like tasers they storm with like pink tasers and they ban like reopening like the local whole foods or something <laughs> yeah oh man no they're yeah no i i don't like i don't like the canadian green party um i think parties i would vote for in canada uh ndp i mean okay liberal um, supreme supreme leader justin trudeau snaps his fingers and gives us a ranked ballot how are you ranking it it depends um i think that i am okay enough with the ideology of the ndp and the um, and keep in mind, this is a ranked ballot, so you don't have to worry about strategic voting. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm I'm okay enough with the ideology of the NDP, and I'm okay enough with the competence of the Liberals to choose based on which candidate I like more. So, if the election, uh, if there was a federal election held tomorrow, I would be voting for the Liberal candidate in my riding because well, I really like which him. Which we kind of don't want in the middle of a pandemic because well, Daddy Justin, yeah. you're doing just fine. Yeah, no, he's keep it up, baby. Yeah, chin up, that that incredibly attractive bearded chin. Oh man. Um, but uh, after that, I I'd probably just run disruption. I'd put, I mean, it depends on how many ranks I get. But at that point, I would put like Communist Party of Canada, and then Communist Party of Canada, Marxist Leninist, and then yeah. Socialist Alternative, because. Literally, like, that one Monty Python, like, the Life of Brian sketch where there's, like, the People's Front of Judea and, like, the, the, the Judean People's Liberation Front and all these, like, different Yeah, and they all hate each other, which is just, just so run, accurate. You, just you you look up, like, you actually go and you look up each registered political party and you just rank all of those above the Conservative Party. Yeah, no, there's no way, like... I would vote for a conservative. I would not vote for the conservatives. So, for example, John Tory, mayor of Toronto, uh, was once a conservative party member, um, and I think he's doing a so great he job. Kinda, he kind of goofed up at that. Well, you know, he, he goofed up, but I, I could, I could, see, I would vote for him. Uh, he's, he's at least competent, you know, which is not competent. really something you can say yeah. with a federal conservative party. Well, Canada. but there's that, but there's also just that there's like a party infrastructure that I wouldn't want to, to bring into play, right? Yeah. So if John Tory wants to run uh, the city of Toronto, which is mayor of Toronto, just like whatever mayor of New York, is one of the most powerful positions in the country, um, that's okay because he doesn't have the party apparatus behind him. Uh, but I would not vote for John Tory if he was running for premier. Um, I mean, at this point, he has pissed off the Conservative Party enough that he would have to run Liberal. But um, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't vote for him if he was running there. Um, and never mind the fact that, yeah, I mean, everybody associated with for, with with places I could vote in Ontario and and federally, um, all of the Conservatives are like complete and utter nut jobs. I think there's only one uh you know conservative party member in ontario uh in the history of me paying attention to politics that i've ever respected and that's largely due to the fact that she defected from the party so <laughs> um yeah no i i i i can't see myself doing it what about you i mean yeah, I, I'd put NDP first just because, you know, that's kind of the party I align myself most with, at least mm, in Canada. Yeah. And then, yeah, Liberal Party second just because, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. They're definitely in terms of policy behind the NDP in my book, but it's, you know, although keep in mind, ranked ballot that keep you in can't mind, really base your vote. Justin Trudeau 
took the liberals who were third party at the time to their majority government by running to the left of the NDP. You mean to tell me that 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 if you have an, an opposition party that the larger party might actually try and run left of them instead I of trying a party within a party? Whoa. No way. Well, it was actually the Dude, smaller no party. Way. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, because right, what happened was we had Jack Layton, and Jack Layton really dragged the NDP right. He removed socialism from the charter. He just made a socialist caucus, and he, he moderated, and then he died. Um, and a lot of people got really sad about it, even though they hated him while he was alive. It was the jaw effect. Um, and then uh, his sort of ideological successor, Tom Mulcair, got the party, and he just dragged it. And they became liberals. Um, and... and then the liberals just went, and then they're like, yeah. all right. And they just went left and picked up a bunch of voters who were, who were unhappy with the NDP and were more willing to go for a slightly more left party that had a larger infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, I think Justin Trudeau had a lot of things going for him. First of all, people were tired of, of Stephen Harper because Stephen Harper and the Conservatives were just mean. Like, they were mean in the House of Commons, they were rude, um, they were egotistical, uh, and the NDP weren't really a viable alternative to that. Um, and whereas Justin Trudeau was, you know, young and handsome and you know, nice. He's also related to like the the prime minister that a lot of that kind of person kind of likes. Yeah, well, like a lot of a lot of Canadians have a lot of good things to say about Pierre Elliott Trudeau, and, so... and a lot of Canadians have a lot of very bad things. I mean, we say that as Ontarians. You know, if you go to Ontario uh, or yeah. the Maritimes, or maybe like BC, I feel like that is my sort of Ontario is the center of the universe side showing, but like yeah. The Albertans and the Quebecois would despise Trudeau. They did not like Pierre Elliott Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, and the Albertans despised our Trudeau as well. But no, like he was young, handsome, and a celebrity because he beat up Patrick Brezzo in the boxing ring. Um, what? You don't remember that? So Patrick. Oh my god. Yeah, Patrick Brezzo was a conservative senator, uh, and he had a little bit of a rivalry going with Justin Trudeau. Uh, and they ended up doing... Oh my god, how did I forget this? Yeah, so they ended up agreeing to do a, a charity boxing match. Um, That's hilarious. This was before Justin Trudeau was leader of the Liberal Party, but he was sort of a, becoming a big force in politics. Um, and so he... They set up this, this charity boxing match. Patrick Brezzo, who was in the army at one point, started really shit-talking. Uh, Trudeau, and he's like, well, I was in the army, he wasn't, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they get into the ring, and Trudeau just bodies Brazo. He owns him. He completely, like, destroys him. And Brazo's, like, a weight class higher than he is, too. Like, it was a, it was a complete uh, destruction. Which... I think Justin was juicing. Sorry? I think Justin was juicing. Mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but it was I a huge... I want to see some test results. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge propaganda victory for him, right? So that sort exactly, of that propelled exactly. him. That, that propelled him. That to, propelled him to uh, liberal leadership. To liberal party stardom. And then his competence and a very, very good campaign uh, made him prime minister. Um, and yeah. then he sort of stalled from there. But I think he's done an okay job. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, he's he's managed COVID as you'd expect a good a okay any okay leader to do. He's done a like, good job. You know. He said, all right, guys, um, believe doctors and close the country. Yeah, no. And I was like, cool and good. We're going to go rational. along with this. He's been rational. Yeah. Um, not like, yeah, go out there and uh, kill your grandma for 4.6% 4. <laughs> 4. growth of the GDP in the quarter. The line has to go up. No, but well, I, yeah, I mean. line goes down, then poor pe more poor people have to die, and none of us want that, so go out and die anyway. Yep. But yeah, so it's, uh, no, I mean, it's not like a standout job, I think, you know, someone like Jacinda Ardern, uh, who's, she's Prime Minister of New Zealand, uh, and my favorite lib, uh, would definitely be, like, outstanding. I don't think Justin Trudeau's done, like, an outstanding job, but I think he's done a really good job. Anyways, we're getting a bit off track. Um, Howie Hawkins won the Green Party leadership, uh, or will win. Um, and so his policies, he's taken in a bit of a different direction. So the last two elections, uh, it's been a woman by the name of Jill Stein, who's very cool. Uh, 
you know she's cool because liberals accuse her of being a Russian online. Um, is she the anti-vax one, or am I confusing her with other people? She was anti-vax at one point, but she is not. Okay. She well, turned. Least... She turned from granola to based. Um, so, but Howie Hawkins is like an honest to god socialist, um, and not in the way of Bernie Sanders make the government do things socialism. But um, if you look at his, his platform right now, his big one is the eco socialist Green New Deal, which is public ownership Ooh. and planning and energy just, manufacturing. Just hearing that name just gets you know get something going. Oh yeah, no, I, I feel my, my insides like heating up when I hear that. Uh, so yeah, uh, his platform in the Green New Deal is public ownership and planning and energy manufacturing and transportation, zero to <laughs> negative carbon emissions by 2030, 100% clean energy by 2030, ban fracking and new fossil fuel infrastructure, no nuclear power, disagree with that, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's just a, a generic green platform. He wouldn't. And, but also, more. as as Canadians, I mean, I think we're we're spoiled by the can do. Yeah. Right, and you know, a lot of the the American reactors are a lot more dirty than our reactors. Yeah, and they also so have Three Mile Island. It makes sense, and, but I mean, let's be realistic here. None of this platform is going anywhere. Well, in, in the United States, in its current state. No, well, I mean, obviously, he's not running to win. He's running, running to get five percent and federal funding. Yeah. But no, and, but... and so, you know, yeah, we're gonna ban fracking. Except, you know, half our the senators have been bought out by the fracking lobby. Yeah, you can't do anything without Senate and Congress. But listen to this, right? This is another platform of his: socialist economy, worker cooperatives, public ownership of big banks and industries, public monetary authority, democratic economic planning. And production for use within ecological limits. Ranked choice national popular vote for president. Proportional mm. representation in Congress. Fair ballot access. And voter suppression by restoring the Preclearance Provision Act. I don't know what that is, to be honest. Right to vote, constitutional amendment. Automatic voter registration. Voting rights for felons. Auditable paper balloting. Full public campaign finance. Um, DC statehood. Uh, and corporate personhood and money as speech legal doctrines. I don't, that's not like a real law he could put in place. Uh, I'm pretty sure he also wants to nationalize the arms industry. Cool and good. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to unilaterally disarm to a minimum credible deterrent. Um, so basically, I guess, just keep a few nuclear weapons around and get rid of most of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, negotiate with nuclear powers to enact the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons. Um, so he's basically, his policies at least, are, um, like Bernie Sanders on steroids. He's also got the job guarantee. Bernie says $15 minimum wage, Howie says $20 minimum wage. Um, housing for yes, all, sir. Medicare for all, lifelong free public education, pre-K through university, that's better than we have. Secure retirement, so double social security benefits. Well, uh, but there's a lot of European countries that have government-funded university, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, actually, he's actually a leftist candidate. Yeah. yeah. Bernie is center left, and the like. We're talking global scale here. Bernie is like center left, mm -hmm. and Howie Hawkins is an actual leftist, twenty twenty American presidential candidate. Yeah. And Which you know you love to see it. So the hope of the Green Party, and this is what Jill Stein hoped, and it kind of worked out because people started calling her a Russian is that the Green Party would surge on disaffected, progressive, and leftist uh, Democratic primary voters. Um, AKA, AKA the people who the Democrats claim lose them every election. Yeah, and so basically Not saying, acknowledging that it's kind of like their fault for, you know, alienating yeah. that part of the party. Like, if you want people to vote for you, give them platforms that appeal to them. Anyways, yeah, we've talked about this don't before. Try, yeah, don't try and browbeat them into, you know, voting blue no matter who. Yeah. What um, do I know? I, I actually like to... I would actually win elections if I was part of the Democratic Party, so I probably wouldn't yeah. get very far. You know, you and me, we're just going to turn into, like, kind of like those, like, wearaboos where, like, if I was in charge of Germany, I could have won World War Two, except for, like, the Democratic <laughs> Party, whereas, like, if I was in charge of the DNC, I would have won. Look, if I, ran, if I ran the DNC in 2016, it would have been different, man. We wouldn't have had a freaking Cheeto Bro. running... All United you have States. to do is get Bernie Sanders to drop out earlier and endorse Clinton. That's right. No, I honestly, to be completely honest, I don't think Sanders 
like I don't think that Sanders beating Trump in 2016 was a guarantee. Um, no. That being said, I think I would Sanders. Say he has a better chance. He well. Well, obviously like, Hillary Clinton was one of the most hated still people. Win guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say he would have had a better chance this time around. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders ninety five percent chance if he had been able to to get the nomination. Uh, would Which they fun. were never going to let him have in the first place. But I know, you know they came close to being forced. We to don't want to get we don't want to get too black pilled too fast. Yeah, no. At, at a certain point, we'll just become doomers. But we're not there yet. Um, so yeah, he uh, he's cool. Um, and so the Green Party idea this election is to get five percent of the vote federally. That's not an electoral vote. That's a popular vote. And what that lets them do is get federal funding in the next election in twenty twenty four. Uh, and maybe in 2022 for the midterms, I'm actually not sure about that, um, which will let them be, I say serious contender. Obviously, they don't have the abilities to organize uh, like the Democratic and Republican parties will, assuming the Democratic Party still exists by then. Um, but uh, to sort of push a lot more and, and be able to get like seriously people going for congress people going for senate people going for governor um in a way that they're unable to do now because they simply don't have the money um so i don't know if howie hawkins is necessarily the guy to do it but it looks like he is because for a lot of people bernie sanders was the compromise and howie hawkins is what they want someone like him well uh, yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, but not in terms of the the U.S. at large, a lot of people are, you know, sadly, will take a Joe Biden nomination sort of lying down. Yeah. Like, oh, well, at least he's not Trump. Yeah. Which is sort of the prevailing sentiment that you see. Is, yeah, oh, I think they're well. probably like... Three you types. know what? They might just freaking do it. They might actually pull it off and just have a not Trump vote. Like, especially once... You know, we've given it a few years or a few months of the country being open and more people die and they realize, hey, this might not have been the best idea. Um, right now, obviously, that it's... is that is how the Democratic Party is going to win, because people mm -hmm. will just be like, oh, Trump did not handle COVID well. Well, yeah, and it's basically it's it, at this point it's the blame game. It's can you Trump's yeah. going to be looking to blame China and Biden's going to be looking to blame Trump, even though right now Biden's looking to blame China, which is stupid. Uh, and whoever wins the narrative there uh, and wins. I think uh, if tr if Biden is, you know, I feel as though with Joe Biden, we have to be concerned because if the Democratic Party is serious about the whole holographic Joe Biden, we have to worry about, like, Joe Biden having a meltdown that he's being replaced. Yeah, right? that could be a problem. You have to worry, like, with, with Joe Biden's um, ad <clears throat> advanced age, um, if he sees a massive holographic version of himself, he'll think he's having like an out of body experience or something. Well, you know what though? And then what? This is this is a bit tinfoil hat, but like if he doesn't want to go, they'll just kill him. <laughs> oh my god. Like they will. But I I don't know. Maybe they're trying <laughs> they, to lose at they, this point. They bring in Cuomo. It could be oh, Cuomo, God. it could be Harris. I feel like all like us talking about that is just manifesting that, you know? The more we legitimize the idea of Andrew Cuomo swooping in at the eleventh hour and saying, Yeah, guys, I managed uh I I managed the biggest city in the world and now I'm gonna manage the best country in the world. What, twelve over thirty viewers? It, I mean, I think yeah. You know what? <laughs> no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're you saying. You know what? Research the power of manifestation, man. That's real. Yeah. Well, there could be... We don't want to manifest any sort of giving Andrew Cuomo any more power than is absolutely necessary. So, so I think we're just going to pivot to um, talking about Liz Smith. Oh, God. You, <laughs> I'll let you take this one because I just don't want to... Oh, wanna... man. Okay. So a, a thing that has happened in quarantine is... People this, going it wasn't insane. The first, but it definitely was the sort of biggest virtual held on. So Travis Scott, like he's a rapper producer, he held a concert on Fortnite. I think it was about fifteen minutes in length. Um, he previewed a new song. 
pretty cool. You know, it's it's nice to see that even during quarantine, people can still see live music, even if it's nowhere near as cool as, yeah. you know, going out with a bunch of your buds and paying like $30 for snacks and getting absolutely screwed over by those third-party ticket selling sites. Ooh. But you know what? Yeah, you know, like I... It's still a concert and it's still really cool. I've watched and several. Part of the concert is that so in the game, in it, you know, you get loaded into this Fortnite game, and your character is just kind of standing there, and then there's this massive like Fortnite drawn version of Travis Scott. He's like Huge. dancing around, and the terrain's changing. It was cool. I watched. I went and watched a video of it afterwards because I was doing something. I I missed the Travis Scott Fortnite concert. I don't have Fortnite, so I was probably watching and a better concert. So, so the um. The Joe Biden campaign, as that was it a Politico article, said that they've been having trouble making Joe Biden go viral. It was actually like they're a having, uh, sort of a town hall type of thing. Yeah, so they're having they're they're having trouble getting young people to like Joe Biden. Imagine that. So, mm. Liz Smith, a Democratic strategist who worked for Pete Buttigieg's campaign and now supports Joe Biden, big shocker dropped a surprising reference about a possible Biden digital strategy on Politico Live. Quote, Travis Scott's takeover of Fortnite. If we could do that with Joe Biden, you know, for the convention, Joe Biden projected over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> so Pain. The, idea is, the idea is to somehow live stream or like broadcast a massive holographic projection of Joe Biden singing psycho mode Canyon of him accepting the Democratic nomination. Singing psycho mode. That would be icing on the cake. Listen here, I would, Jack. I would I would I popped half his hand fifteen hours till I land. I would I would pay very good money. In fact, I will say this is an official Juno Beach challenge. If Joe Biden can successfully memorize and recite the entire lyrics of Sicko Mode to either me or Malcolm in a live video, we'll we endorse him. We will we will max out donations to the Joe Biden campaign. Yeah, some I have way, somehow. No, I have I have a grandfather who died and left me money for my education. That's what I'll do. All right, so you're contributing your entire your entire university fund to well, not the, the entire Biden thing, campaign. just as much as I legally can. Right. Which we're going to have to uh, pull some strings because, you know, we're both Canadian citizens and all that. But you know what? If Joe Biden does that, we'll send it we through will a proxy. figure it out. Yeah, damn it. we'll figure it out. I have, I, have, I have one friend in America. I can just send it through her. I have another friend in America. Yeah. Anyways. They're not, not, the, my friend's not very politically active. My friend, I think she's a Bernie person. I don't know. I don't talk about politics much. You know what? We'll do it. This is this is an official Juno Beach podcast challenge to, the, yeah. to Joe Biden. And Riley, Anyways, Riley, no. if you're listening to this, you know what you have to do. If I if I text you, just be ready. Anyways, she listen. goes. So Liz Smith then goes on to say that perhaps it's a bit too ambitious, but it's already been widely circulated and mocked, even though it wasn't. So I wonder why Biden people are mocking this one. It. Yeah, like imagine that. You know, people mocking. The fact that you're gonna project your how even how old is he? He's like seventy-eight. He's seventy-eight. Yeah. Imagine that. Young people don't like your seventy-eight-year-old candidate who is against bussing in students during segregation. So you project him singing sicko mode on the Grand Canyon. You project him like accepting the nomination which already he'd he already is the presumptive nominee so no one's going to give a shit about the actual thing you know what this reminds me of what it reminds me of that scene in blade runner 2049 where k has just lost I his seen it. okay but it's the very famous scene right he's just his k's robot girlfriend <laughs> has just died his, his robot girlfriend has just died and he's absolutely miserable walking down the street in this giant holographic advertisement for the same model of like robot girlfriend starts talking to him like absolutely horned up for him oh my god um and he's just staring except at her it's, miserable it's joe biden it's, and that's joe biden 
Like, but the, the amazing thing is, this kind of thing isn't even unprecedented. I mean, I went, I did some digging, and actually, Newt Gingrich held a a rally on Second Life that then got protesters. <laughs> what? There were people protesting the Newt Gingrich <laughs> rally on Second Life in like 2007. I mean, no, a Newt Saying, Gingrich like, Second Life rally. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Not yeah, a bad something idea. Something like that, where you have your own character, you can, you know, restrict people's ability to mess with it. Yeah. But, like, uh, and so I'm just reading off this article from Forbes about the whole Travis Scott, like the whole Joe Biden um, Fortnite Travis Scott concert thing. And <laughs> say you let holographic, 100 foot tall Joe Biden sit on top of the agency and give a campaign speech in Fortnite. <laughs> Even pretending that wouldn't be super lame, then you have every conservative Fortnite player and non-Fortnite player up in arms about Epic Games giving a digital platform to Dems and socialism and pro-choice views and so on. I mean, that's true. There's no way that... I mean, it's easy to have Travis Scott on. This guy, this guy Paul Tassi, he, he's their gaming columnist for Forbes. Like He, he mm. mostly writes about gaming, but the fact that he's like writing about this is just, oh my god. He's spitting facts, though. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I just, I uh, don't know. I think it's funny. It, it, look, uh, like, they, they're saying on Chapo too, the best way to predict the, the future in these times is to think of the funniest possible option. Mm -hmm. A hundred foot tall, holographic Joe Biden standing in, in the Grand Canyon accepting the Democratic nomination is hilarious. It's funny. I can't think of a more, I can't, and they're, the fact that they're trying to emulate a Travis Scott Fortnite concert's popularity with that. I want to see this. I'm manifesting this right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm be, sending all my psychic I energy towards this. I want to see this. Hollow Biden. Yeah, all of my psychic energy is now going towards this. Usually I, I use... How I, I'm busting out all the crystals. Yeah. I'm channeling my energy towards making this a reality. Normally I send my psychic energy towards trying to get the contestants on Jeopardy get, to get the right answer. But... I think now I'm just going to have to leave them hanging. Yeah, I just think really negative thoughts about Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Kissinger, whatever. Kissinger I to just, the hag. I just, that's, that's how I, like, Kissinger to the hag. It's kind, of not, it's kind of not fair that he hasn't gotten COVID, you know? Yeah, I know. I feel like that would be just some grand cosmic justice. I wonder what's killed more people. COVID or Kissinger? Because well, what's the COVID death toll? Like 2 million? Let's see. Let's just let's just get real sad, you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Overall deaths is just shy of three hundred thousand. Okay. Right. So, Vietnam War eclipses that. By far. By far. Uh, and that's not even counting the birth defects. That mm -hmm. have happened thanks yep. to the thanks to Agent Orange. Bangladesh, more than that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Henry Kissinger has massive anti-Semite. More people than COVID nineteen at this point. Yep. Oh, so Yom Kippur I, I, War. I, he was big in that, so that's another it, one. It would be very difficult. I'm not actually sure. We'll get to the point where, although. We will be pleased to report on it. Well, not pleased, but you understand what I'm saying here. We will report on when the deaths due to coronavirus eclipses deaths due to Henry Kissinger. Yes. Oh, and also, the one big one, Chile. That was Kissinger. Yeah. So. Pinochet. So yeah, no. We, we will report. We'll do some. We'll do the, some some when math. The, when the, the deaths due to COVID nineteen. Eclipse the deaths thanks directly responsible because of Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, I'm just looking at this Wikipedia list for all the wars he's gotten involved in. I'm actually just going to read, not the whole article, obviously, but I'm just going to read quickly what he's done. So, Vietnam War. Huge one. Uh, Bangladesh War. Uh, Arab-Israeli War, like the Yom Kippur War. Uh, Persian Gulf imperialism, Turkish invasion of Cyprus, um, Operation Hummingbird or whatever, 
whichever one that was like we're gonna overthrow all the Latin American things, governments. Wasn't that a uh, was that mocking? Was that Mockingbird? Yeah, Mockingbird, not Hummingbird. Um, the coup in Chile, uh, the Dirty War in Argentina, the Rhodesian Bush War. Uh, the... You just name something bad that's happened since like the Korean War. Yeah. He's probably got his grubby little neoconservative mitts on it. Mm-hmm. Indonesian invasion of East Timor, uh, and that's it. All right. Um, you know what? Let's switch gears. Obamagate. Obamagate. You have Obamagate. no idea. Obama, you know what he did? What did he do? I don't know. The fuck did he do? <laughs> so, he Donald just, Trump. So we have this article from the Guardian here in front of us, which is just an explain an explanatory. Yeah, I mean it's explain. It's trying to explain a Trump tweet, which you know, good luck, buddy. Yeah, but the Guardian's good. We like the I like the Guardian. So, what started Obamagate? On Friday, former U.S. President Barack Obama expressed disquiet at the Justice Department dropping charges against Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who was fired in early 2017 for lying about conversations with the Russian ambassador. On a recording obtained by Yahoo News, Obama warned that the rule of law is at risk. He also described Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic as an absolute chaotic disaster. Donald Trump spent Mother's Day diving into the right-wing fever swamps and unleashing a barrage of tweets assailing his predecessor. One said simply, Obamagate. Another link to a, to a post that declared Barack Hussein Obama is the first ex-president to ever speak against his successor, which was a long tradition of decorum and decency. He got caught. Obamagate. Trump also retweeted Buck Sexton, a right-wing podcaster, we're better, who asserted that the outgoing president used his last words in office to target incoming officials and sabotage the new administration. The president then added that his own commentary, the biggest political crime in American the history, biggest. by far. I, I realize that, that my Trump impression and Bernie impression are not that far apart, so I'll, I'll just stick to doing Bernie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think something like Watergate was probably a bigger political crime, and I'm not going to be an Obama defender. Um, yeah. But if you think if you think George W. Bush is a war criminal, then you must think that Obama's a war criminal too. Nah, he's good. Yes. No, Obama's okay because he's a Democrat. Right. Yeah, he, he has the D next to his name. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. cool and good. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's actually what it's about. But there's a lot of confusion as to what Obamagate really is. Um, so My first thought was that he was talking about in the primaries... When Obama supposedly made all those calls to like Buttigieg, not supposedly he did it. It's like confirmed. Okay, so then that was my thought. I know. I thought that that's what he was referring to. Yeah, no, I mean for me, that that is something that's pretty pretty fucked, pretty anti-democratic. If you ask me, small Um, d. And like it's it's not quite i mean i would say if it got actual media coverage that it could maybe become a sort of gate-esque scandal i mean it does get media coverage but it's positive media coverage exactly it's like i remember oh, reading a few the, positive the articles. democrats rallying around joe biden like oh, well look at the democrats rallying around the legacy of obama because in fairness obama is still quite a popular person so yeah i mean a lot of people look favorably upon the Obama administration, despite the fact he didn't make healthcare more affordable, he just put more money into the pockets of the insurance companies and put his name on it. Yeah, exactly. I so. mean, he didn't. He did, ju- and he. But the thing is that he was nice about it. Yeah. So, like, instead of being like, "No, you know, you don't deserve Medicare for all. This is all you get," he's like, "This is what I'm." Oh, let me be clear. Uh, this is what I'm giving to you. The uh, Affordable Care Act. And a website that doesn't uh, work. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's no meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, so, because he was nice about it, and because he didn't make a fool of himself on the international stage, he was able to get away with all this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know. A lot of so, people like to talk about how Obama's only scandal was one time he wore a tan suit. I think I fell into pretty, that trap once. pretty scandalous, let's, let's be real. Yeah, it's pretty unpresidential. But, um, no, I mean, there are a few things I wish were big Obama scandals, like, uh, 
I don't know. What he did in uh, Afghanistan is pretty bad. All the drone strikes. Uh, well, my favorite Obama fact to always trot out, and I'm sure my, my family is now getting sick of it at this point, is that Obama is the only Nobel Peace Prize winner to have authorized drone strikes against another Nobel Peace Prize winner. Yeah, or to authorize an act of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, the other Nobel Peace Prize winner are Médecins Sans Frontières. Um, Doctors Without Borders, yeah. for those of you that don't speak French. So they are an international medical agency that goes into war zones and provides treatment. Uh, and they were working in a hospital in the Kunduz region in Syria. And Barack Obama ordered uh, an airstrike uh, by an AC-130 gunship uh, on this uh, hospital. Drone. No, this was an AC-130 gunship. This was an, like a bombing with people. Um, Look, someone on the ground there gets a 12 kill streak. He's got to have his gunship. That's true. That's true. Um, so knowing it was a hospital, Obama authorized uh, this attack on it by the most powerful aer aerial weapon in the world um, and killed a bunch of people, including a lot of these, these but, French doctors. But have you seen that one really cool photo where it's got all the flares going off it, dude, on the front page of Reddit? Dude, it's so cool. Dude, it's such a cool plane. I mean, it is a really cool plane. No, it, it, like that's the thing. It, it's so hard to appreciate cool things like fighter planes knowing what they're used for. Yeah. Like, yeah, the AC-130 is cool as hell, and the 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 Blackbird is cool, but look what it was used to spy. It was well, used I mean, yeah, that's the thing. The Blackbird didn't have any guns or bombs, so I guess respect to it. But anyways, that's a bit off topic. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of things that should be a scandal, should be called Obamagate. Uh, probably the one that would actually be a big political, like, gate scandal should be the whole calling, making people drop out and coalesce around Biden. Yeah, phoning people up and being like, hey... Um, drop out. I want my old buddy to get a shot at the Cheeto. Mm. And, you know, if Donald Trump, because Donald Trump did talk about that, if he had affixed Obamagate to that, that would have been if really good. If he would have specified at all what Obamagate actually was. The problem is, well, the thing is, is that you, want, you will you have heard the audio that, clip by now because we're going to put that, it in. Do you want to play that clip of the journalist asking Trump about, it's about a minute. Yeah, well, well, you'll have heard it by now. We'll just edit it in. Um, he... Donald Trump has no idea what Obamagate is. Someone told him, and then he forgot, and then tweeted about it anyways. He's, he was he was talking about he was talking about it like you know you'll you'll be sitting in English class and you haven't read the book that everyone's talking about. And then the teacher just like calls on you in the middle of nowhere, and you're supposed to like give a response about the book or like some plot detail. That was what his response sounded like. Yeah, it's it was in, it had the exact same energy as some kid that hasn't done the reading and is still trying to like talk about a book mm -hmm. so you know donald trump doesn't but know Obamagate. what Obamagate is but we're gonna find out a lot in the next few weeks i guess um so uh you know juno beach we will uh keep you updated we'll report on it we'll yeah keep, we'll keep you posted so uh next uh i think we'll do two short ones before we move on to our last quick one or a bit yeah. a bigger one first of all brian adams he's racist that's all that needs to be said um, for those of you who don't know, he called Chinese people bat eaters who are responsible for, uh, uh, the virus. Uh, he's all, he's the guy who did that mediocre song, Cyber of 69, about having a guitar and having sex in 1969. Um, uh, and he posted cringe, so we do not stand. Uh, the other thing, this is a bit more pop culture news, uh, as well. Um, the queen of Juno Beach, I think, I'm proud to declare, Doja Cat, dunked on The Sims. She played The Sims. Um, so Doja Cat is a pop singer uh, and rapper uh, and, like, R&B singer. And she released a song a while ago on her album but called Say So that became very popular, and she just did a remix with Nicki Minaj. And she made a tweet, which blew up, and she said, basically, if you get the Say So remix to number one in the Billboard chart, I'll show you my boobs. Uh, and a lot of people worked really hard to get it to number one in the Billboard chart. And you know what she didn't do? She didn't do that. Uh, so, you know, here we are, Doja Cat, 
owned the Sims. Um, so, you know, props to Doja Cat. I think uh, I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter that are mad about this right now. Uh, but I'm not. I think it's hilarious. Um, and so, you know, props to, props to her for that. Um, finally, uh, our last, our last thing, uh, Doug Ford, he's a hypocrite. So Doug Ford is the premier of Ontario, uh, for, for our 66% American audience. Um, and yes, but obviously provinces are bigger, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, yeah, he won in, in 2018, I believe, um, against a lot of people completely own the liberals. Um, and so he, a lot of people see him as doing a good job in COVID. I think he's just doing okay. Um, he's, he's like, he's just around the baseline of like what you should expect a, a politician to do in a pandemic. Like. He's not handling it heroically, but as long as he doesn't fuck it up, he can use it as something that to talk about in the next election. Yeah. That he was the sort of voice of reason during COVID. Mm -hmm. And even if he runs with the angle that he was pushing to reopen the economy and frame that as a good thing. Yeah. Also, um, I just I just checked Twitter while I was trying to get my mic sorted because I, I think I was muted for a while back there. More technical difficulties, love to see it. But Don Cherry is now trending in Canada as people trot out, oh, Brian Adams getting canceled is the exact same as Don Cherry getting canceled, and both both stupid. Yeah, um, and instead by the way, of, Don Cherry... Instead of, the opinion of, instead of the opinion of, yeah, they both said bad things and, you know, got flack for it. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Don Cherry is a Canadian former hockey player and coach uh, and he was a host for a long time of Hockey Night in Canada which is our sort of beloved hockey coverage um, and he would do the coach's corner where he would yell things about about hockey um, and so he's always been a bit of a reactionary but he said something last year which was pretty disgusting around um, yeah it was around it was around uh, Remembrance Day um, or Veterans Day I guess for Americans where um, he basically said that Muslims come to the country and they don't wear the poppy and they don't respect our soldiers. Um, and he got fired for it, uh, did his Fox News run with Tucker, said I'm being oppressed. Did he go, wait, he went on Fox News? He went on Tucker, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, and he's like, Canada is just too liberal, man. This uh, just goes to show you that deplatforming works. Yeah, because oh, you know yeah. what? Has anybody heard anything from Don Cherry since he got fired? No. no. Yeah, because Don Cherry worked for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is her, like, crown corporation. It's a, a state agency. Yeah. So there's no way that he could, like, he wasn't really allowed to be partisan. And um, so if he had said something like, Muslims are the most, Muslim immigrants are the most patriotic Canadians, he probably still would have gotten in hot water for it. He wouldn't have gotten fired because it's not racist. It would, But it would have been like, why are you mentioning this on, a, it, like, it's, a, it's supposed to be a hockey-related show. That's yeah. kind of the... The, that's kind of what it hinges on is that he he didn't he didn't need to bring it up yeah but he's I mean, always been sort of like it's part of his character i guess that he then became that he was like really pro military like in the intro sequence you remember there's the one like clip like the two second clip of him standing near a bunch of soldiers yeah. in the desert like, and that's like that's fine i guess you're allowed to, like if you're being patriotic you're being patriotic and because it's hockey night in canada right but i think um first of all for all of you american leftists who listen to this there's a difference between a supporting veterans and b supporting the military um i support veterans and a supporting uh soldiers in america and supporting soldiers in other countries um but also like, it's okay around Remembrance Day to be like, yeah, I support veterans, and you should too. Or, you know, thank you for your sacrifice. But to start talking about Muslims... Anyways, it's, it's off topic, but yeah, Brian Adams, racist. Don Cherry, racist. Um, neither of them are particularly special. Both of them are completely outmoded uh, cultural relics because Don Cherry's big thing was talking about hockey fights, and no one really does or likes hockey fights anymore. Because a lot of people you know end what? up dying. 
as part of my my sort of conversion away from leftist politics and towards dudes rock as politics. Yeah. I think watching two six foot two, two hundred pound dudes wearing a bunch of plastic equipment just beat the shit out of each other on a Saturday night is something that is very valid and should actually be encouraged. As a political platform. As a political platform. Right. Okay. I think that should be how a lot of disputes are settled. Like mm -hmm. I think we should replace any sort of with just you get dressed up and hot you go to your local rink and you just beat the shit out of each other although uh i will have to say that just like as leftists we recognize that our ideas aren't mainstream uh, i think you should recognize that that is not a mainstream idea and yeah. so he's yeah. still a I mean, cultural relic for supporting that the world is not ready for dudism you know yeah yeah and i don't mean that to ask you or anything i mean like you know just the the central axis is that do that comes before any dudes is not I don't like a dude's rock. It's like anyone can be dude. Mm. It's just dude's rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude's rock, dude. Anyways, um, so yeah, Doug Ford, um, he's been running COVID and people are thinking he's doing an okay job, but he recently got caught out twice on being a hypocrite. The first time was he said, if you have a cottage, don't go to your cottage. And then he went to his cottage um, only for a day or something because he's getting renovations done but he still went out to his cottage um and so a lot of middle class ontarians and torontonians have second homes um like more further north or in muskoka um because it's just an ontarian thing to do um and so it was a big problem when this started where people were fleeing uh from toronto which is obviously as a city a bigger disease vector uh up north um, and then bringing the disease into smaller towns which weren't equipped to handle it, right? Because their hospitals may have had 20 beds, and that's okay if you got a town of, you know, a 1,000 people, but it's not okay if your town suddenly has 1,500 people. Um, so he said, don't go to the cottage, which was good, but then he went up to his cottage. Um, but the, the bigger one was that on Mother's Day, he had uh, six people over. Now social distancing rules say you're not allowed to have more than five people over so him having six people uh plus him and his wife makes eight uh people over to his house with his elderly mother um and you know i'll i'll say it doug ford uh is not does not have a healthy uh disposition i'll say physique physique so he's it's big, dangerous for him dude. as well right he's and a big dude he's a big dude um, and, you know, normally I wouldn't comment on that because it's not my place. Um, but when you are, uh, running an entire province, it's your responsibility to not get sick and do whatever you can to not get sick. Um, and if he got sick, it would be bad because he already probably has cardiovascular issues. Um, so, uh, basically, yeah, he's saying don't, he's breaking his own rules. Um which are, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted because my cat is looking for attention. He's being assaulted. Yeah, so he's Doug Ford, um, he's being a hypocrite, but he's managing it fine. He'll probably run sort of like a reassuring campaign, like the kind of one that Joe Biden would probably like to run, if it would. I mean, it's going to be a while, right? Because he's coming up for re-election in 2022. So... Yeah. Like, I, this might I, be out think, of people's minds it, by then. That will be enough in the past that if he says, yeah, I was pushing to reopen the economy and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, but no, uh, this is just further proof that conservative politicians don't care about you. Um, anyways, that's all we've really got uh, for today. Uh, and we keep having technical difficulties. I think that's... I think it's now my... Hold on. Um, so, I think I mean, we're, we're probably going to wrap it up I for now. Think, uh, yeah, we're pretty much done with what we wanted to talk about. And we're having big technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope I we don't have to have scrap this whole up. episode or just do a ridiculous amount of editing. But luckily, today... We're recording on two separate audio streams, so uh, yeah. we'll see how this goes. If this we, episode... we'll be able to figure something. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so uh, on Friday, right. we're going to have another special interest episode that hopefully goes better technologically. We don't know what it's going to be about. Uh, we might continue mm-hmm. with the Emily we'll Blunt movie series. We might talk about Canadian political history. We might do anything. I don't know. We might talk about yeah, cars. Figured it out yet. We might talk about cars. We might talk about the DeLorean. Because who the hell would build a car in Northern Ireland in the 70s? You're an idiot. But they thought it would work. And then they marketed it as a luxury car. Yeah. And so gave it a terrible engine. Anyway, okay. We're off top. It's been Juno Beach Podcast, a Tuesday edition. This has been Nick Eklund. And this has been Malcolm. Thank you very much for listening, and apologies in advance. <laughs>